0: This is Stereoactive Presents. I'm your host, Jeremiah McVeigh, and welcome to the first official episode of this new podcast. I'll be joined by Jacqueline Solar and Charles Henshaw. So here's the deal. We used to talk about movies together on another podcast for about four and a half years, but that show ended back in August of 2021. This is our first time talking together in depth about movies since then, so we had a lot to say. We mainly discussed the Academy Award nominations ahead of the ceremony on Sunday, But we also discussed some other movies we didn't get to talk about together in the time since our old show ended. And, by the way, this podcast is kind of a relaunch of that old show, which was a current events and culture show. Going forward, we'll probably lean mostly into the culture side of things, and it won't be exactly the same format as before. But we'll also be putting up segments from the old show as part of the archives of this new one, so maybe some of the old news and political segments will show up here. And it's not like we'll be shying away from politics here. It'll be here, but maybe not quite as explicitly as in the old show. But we'll see. Please do subscribe if you're interested in movies, music, storytelling, that sort of thing, though, because there'll be plenty of that here. And back to this episode, it was a lot of fun catching up with Jackie and Chuck, and I hope you'll enjoy listening along. here with Jacqueline Solar and Charles Henshaw and it's been a really long time since we've been on mic together or done anything like this. I'm glad you were both able to do this and I am looking forward to catching up. So uh, let's start off with this question so everyone can kind of hear your voices and know who you are as we move into the episode. Uh, so, So we'll start off with what are a couple of movies released since our old podcast ended that you've enjoyed most and you don't have to limit yourself to 2022 movies for this even though that's what we'll be talking about through a lot of the episodes. So, Jackie, why don't we start with you?
1: Oh man, there are so many movies cuz like when was the last one we did like August? Yeah. September I think the 2021? last thing we
0: recorded was Coda. Me and me and Chuck.
1: Oh, speaking and- of Coda, can we talk about it winning Best Picture at a little the crazy, Oscars. Right? A little crazy. <laughs> I was so shocked yeah. that it won for Best Picture because I thought it was like it was like a fine movie, but I just thought it was like really formulaic and like mm-hmm. kind of I don't know, one step above like a lifetime movie. <laughs> so I was really shocked because I expected like, you know, power of the dog or even um King Richard like that Mm -hmm. like people love those kind of movies Um, and I personally like drive my car like but that one was like a long shot because it's like just a foreign film and it didn't get as much um, buzz as like for instance Parasite did so Mm -hmm. I was just shocked I thought like Power of the Dog for sure was gonna win because like people kept talking it up what won for like the Golden Globe I forget
0: I don't remember at all (laughs) honestly it seems so long ago but yeah I do remember in in the discussion that Chuck and I had about the movie that I don't think ever actually saw the light of day. Um, (laughs) I think think we talked about how, yeah, it was a formulaic movie, but it did the formula pretty well. So we were like, I don't, I I don't want to say we were hyped on the movie, but we were like overall positive on it. I don't think we thought it was the greatest movie ever made or the best movie of the year, but we both thought it was like a good version of that type of movie. I, I think in the last week or two, heading into the oscars i i started to think it was going to win just from like paying attention to like the chatter like the there was like backlash against the power of the dog and
1: oh what was the backlash
0: people were just sort of like over
1: it it being
2: it was when jane campion like compared her struggle
0: to someone else's struggle yeah there was that Uh i'm not sure that helped no
1: i didn't hear (laughs) about that oh no yeah
0: i i I can't remember if that happened in, in a in a time where it could have actually affected voting or not i honestly can't remember it seems so long ago but i think
2: it was her it was her golden globe speech was it, it was like
0: okay you know
2: serena and and venus you know what it's like yeah. oh my they god like, We
0: had really to apologize really later. about yeah right. <laughs> and then there was the whole sam elliott thing with her he was basically like what do you know about cowboys lady was basically the gist of what he said and oh uh, yeah Anyway, any other movies though, Jackie, that you want to bring up? Yeah, what did you like?
1: Can I list like movies that I thought like we would have would have had like really good discussion? Oh about? yeah,
0: sure, sure. Give uh, give us one or two right now.
1: Sure. One is uh, Bodies, Bodies, Bodies. That will, that was so fun, and it's uh, like about Generation Z and mm-hmm. like how they uh, perceive each other, and like it was like kind of like satirical pointing. Fingers at that and it was also like a thriller and i went to lincoln square and like they did A Q&A after with the director and the the lead girl mm-hmm. the one who was in borat
0: okay i didn't see it so
1: oh well like i feel like that one would have been like really good to have a discussion about yeah i feel like uh you'd have a lot to say and <laughs> and then there was also The Menu, like that. Mm-hmm. What's funny is that I saw that in theaters, and I was like, this movie's amazing. How come nobody's talking about it? But it wasn't until they put it up on streaming on HBO Max where, like, everybody was talking about it. And I was like, where were you guys, like, five months ago? <laughs>
0: <laughs> I don't think it had a big theatrical release, though. Like, I think you're one of the few people to see it that way. Am I wrong? I feel wrong? like this...
1: I feel like just like people in general don't go to the movies as often unless it's sure. like a huge blockbuster because it's so expensive to go to the movies yeah. now. Like it's like $22 for just like a normal movie now, which is insane. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but that also, I thought that was so well done. It's so funny, I like so much dark humor. And I feel like we we had a lot to talk about that because it's also another thing where it's like funny, but it's also a mirror to society. Mm-hmm. One of those films. <laughs> I, um, I,
0: this is going to be a theme for me through this episode. I did not see that one either. Um, oh so, no,
1: you should watch it. It's on HBO Max.
0: Yeah, I, I, that's been on my list as like something I should watch and I just keep not watching it. and watching like old movies instead. But um, yeah, like I had a kid since we all did this together and a bunch of other stuff happened in my life where I was just like not going to the movies that much. So I really realized, especially this past year, how much doing a podcast weekly where we talked about at least one movie every week, I was seeing so many movies for the years that we were doing that. And then just like, it's like a cliff if you've that I fell off of in terms of the number of movies I've watched now. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Chuck, what about you? What are a couple of things that you yeah. saw really liked?
2: I'm kind of in the same boat where once we stopped, uh, having to see new things for the podcast, I kind of drifted into seeing older uh, things. Sometimes it was just like, oh, I haven't seen this in a while. And it was more comfort stuff. And then also Mm -hmm. wanting to um, increase my film literacy. Right. And going pretty far back. Uh, So I looked over the movies from last year um and I did lie, I did see some stuff that I enjoyed. I, I never saw Power of the Dog or well, we saw I obviously saw Coda, and that was fine. <laughs>
0: um
2: <laughs> uh, Spencer was interesting. Um I, I didn't like that one. I enjoyed the performance.
1: Yeah, she did a good job.
2: Um and I Came to really appreciate No Time to Die, mm. but had a lot of mixed feelings about it the first time I saw it. And I'm sure you did. I've, <laughs> I think, in the past couple years, I've watched all the Bonds at least twice. Yeah. And so, really, uh, I've just, I've just, I've come to terms <laughs> with yeah. what it. I gotta what say, was.
0: like, I, the, a couple of moments where I really wish we still had a podcast because I just wanted to check in with you chuck uh Mm -hmm. was when the james bond movie came out and then when Mm -hmm. top gun maverick came out because i feel i felt like those were movies that you were going to be like either ride or die for or just be like fuck this they got it wrong right (laughs) right. it was very curious to know yeah Um, i got feelings about top gun maverick
1: oh i want to hear is that for later you want to save it or i don't know
2: um (laughs) okay uh I loved Top Gun Maverick. It's my favorite movie of the year. Oh, wow. Okay. It was good. Yeah, yeah. it was good. I, I thought it was so... It was such a... And also because I don't... There there are so few movies to go see, and I don't go to the... I'm going to try and remedy that this year, but I don't go to the movie. I didn't wasn't going to the movies as much. And to go to, you know, it was everything to me that was to a lot of people, which was like this excuse to get out and go see something really fun and exciting Mm -hmm. and emotional and nostalgic and all that good stuff. And I think it's legitimately good movie, too. Like, it's got Mm -hmm. a really cool story and well executed and one of Cruz's better performances. Like, I, I... the scene with him and Val Kilmer is not um, phoned in by any means. Uh, mm-hmm. So yeah, I really loved that.
0: I don't think I would ever accuse Tom Cruise of phoning anything in. Like he's,
1: he's <laughs> like, no, he gives 110%. Yeah. Right.
2: He's,
0: he's super committed to anything. He just
2: he does, doesn't apparently. always have like acting moments these days. Sure, it's sure. a lot of, it's a lot of stunts and a lot of, yeah, uh, true. you know, that kind of stuff. And And he doesn't always just get to sit down and act. And that was a cool moment where he got to do that.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, f- for me, I'm going to I'm going to say that the movie that I have enjoyed the most since our time all talking to, about movies together in years past was RRR. That movie. Oh, wow. You whoa. saw it. Yeah, that movie is so good. And I had like one of the best movie going experiences of my life with that movie because it came out in, I think, March in the United States here, like a, almost a year ago now, thereabouts. And I didn't get to go see it then when it was out in theaters originally uh, because I had like a a newborn at home and (laughs) it was like not in the cards, you know. But um, I was like, it's on Netflix. I know that. But I have a feeling I will get to see this in a theater at some point. So I held out and it came to the Austin Film Society um, in October, like a week or so before my birthday. And I went to it and there were so many people there who had like seen this movie so many times and knew everything and were like losing their minds at this movie. And like, and, and in a way that was like, just really fun. It wasn't obnoxious. Like it could be of like people like knowing the lines and just like losing their shit, you know, like that can be annoying, but yeah. it, it just, it amped up the experience so much in this case. Cause it, cause the movie is just like, have you guys seen it?
1: No, but I hear good things. Oh, I love it's it on so my much. list. It's I on love my it. queue. It's
0: such a fun movie. And I, I got home from the movie theater after seeing it by myself to my wife, who was home with our child, and was like, <laughs> My birthday is next week. All I want is to watch RRR again <laughs> on Netflix. <laughs> and, and I think you'll love it. And let's do that. And she's like, Okay, it's your birthday. Fine. And we did that. And she loved it too. And she just watched it again herself recently. <laughs> and uh, it's so good. Uh, How long
1: is it? I heard it's really long. It's right?
0: like three, three and a half hours, so it is long. Is it a musical? It's not a musical, but there is a musical number in it.
1: Okay. It it won like best original song or something like that, right, for the Golden Globes?
0: Uh, it should have. I, <laughs> I, he, I don't know. What
1: I know that someone from that movie won for a music award, but I forget if it's original song or.
0: I know it got nominated. That was the only Oscar nomination was was for original song. Oh, so um, then
1: it was probably that. Yeah. He won. Sorry. He won the 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 composer of the original song or
0: for a M-M Golden Globe. Caravani.
1: Yeah. For okay. The, I'm looking for it up r- right now. Um.
0: But another movie I'll name check real quick is Licorice Pizza. I did really like that movie. I know. I think we're all fans oh. of Paul Thomas Anderson to some degree, right? Um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh,
1: did you see the uh, Vanity Fair interview with Elizabeth Olsen when she when they asked her if she thought. Um, the Heim sister was a good actress.
0: I did not, but I thought Is she was this a good tea? actress. Are you spilling tea?
1: Yeah. <laughs> so like, okay. Vanity Fair has this series where they have actors or just like guests in general strapped yeah. to um a lie detector test. Oh. <laughs> and so she, they asked if she thought, if she liked licorice pizza, and she said yes. And they said, do you think that the lead actress, I forget which Heim sister it was, Alana? If, yeah, if Alana Heim was. A good actor and she's like yeah I was like do you think she's a better actor than you and she's like no, no she's
0: not gonna say yes <laughs> yeah okay i don't i don't blame her for that i will say though that if 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 i was voting in the oscars that year i would have voted for alana haim for best actress i it was oh, my favorite really? it was one of my favorite performances of the year um yeah and then i'm gonna uh, we already talked about power of the dog a little bit i like that movie um but i i have a surprise for the both of you i think you'll be <gasps> surprised by this avatar the way of water so fucking good! How did that Whoa, happen? You oh, you loved liked
1: it. A I thought it was so good. Water. Like, because and now we know.
0: So, word. for people who don't know this, because why would you? Um, we <laughs> talked about Avatar um, on our old podcast when we would do like retro uh, movie discussions, and none of us really enjoyed rewatching it uh, oh, when we did it. Yeah, we we all thought, it was, thought black it was just cluster. fine. Okay, sure. But that's that That was like the most stellar version of a review that we had of the movie. The rest of us were like, what the fuck is this? How is this so popular? But I really enjoyed Avatar the Way of Water. And I enjoyed the 3D aspect of it. And I just oh, thought it was really good. It's It it's stuck with me. Did you guys see it?
1: Do you think yep. it's because of, of the themes of the movie and how how you better relate to it now that you're a dad?
0: <laughs> I don't oh, think shit. so. I, don't I honestly don't think so. I just think it was a better movie. Okay. Uh, I, I mean, cause I think my, I think the end for me is the, is Piacon. I think that was the hook for me that I was like, I'm in on this movie. Like, I think I was already enjoying it. <laughs> is that the then, whales? Yeah. The, the, the whale-like the space creatures? whale. Yeah. yeah. Um, Those are I, cool. I, I, I really liked what they did with that. And by the time they got to that part, I was like, oh, I'm hooked on this movie. I like it a lot. I mean, I don't think it was like the best movie of the year, but just having not really enjoyed Avatar either time I saw it when it came out or when we talked about it on our old show, um, I was very shocked at how much I liked this. So, yeah.
2: A moment I enjoyed in that movie, which I thought was real cool, like old school nineties action movie. You don't get anymore, is when they were like, are you going to fight this dude? And then he, (laughs) and he doesn't, and he goes, then let's get it done. I yeah. That was cool. I thought that was like a cool, like, just quippy line before yeah. they
0: fight. And the, you, they don't see that anymore. Yeah, That's James Cameron cool. brings some like old school, like action movie stuff. Like, yeah. And old school being like the 80s and 90s. Right, At the 80s and 90s. Yeah. Like, uh, when,
2: when movies were movies.
0: Exactly. <laughs> I mean, I just, we just rewatched men in black the other day and I don't think I'd seen that movie in probably 15, 20 years. Oh, wow. And I was like, wow, this movie holds up more than I ever thought it would. And it's just like, oh, it's, interesting. it literally is like, they don't make them like this anymore. Cause it, it's 90 yeah. something minutes. They get into the story, tell the story. And then they're like, we're fucking done. Leave the theater, please. Yeah. <laughs> like it's, and it's got laughs. It, it's got, yeah, it, 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 it all holds up. Yeah. yeah. Um, anyway, Uh, Shall we move on? Yeah, let's get into it. Let's get it done. (laughs) Let's get it done. So, yeah, let's get into the Oscar nominations for movies released in 2022. Um, And along the way, maybe we'll just talk about other stuff, too. We'll see. Uh, So for each category that we're going to discuss, let's answer these questions. One, what are your thoughts on the nominees? Two, of the nominees, who or what do you hope will win? Three. Who or what else would you have nominated if it were, if it were up to you? And last, what is your favorite of the year, regardless of the nominations? Like, what is the thing that if you had a trophy to hand out, it would go to that? Um, so, let's start with Best Actress. The nominees are Kate Blanchett for Tar, Anna de Armas uh, for Blonde, Andrea Riseborough for Two Leslie, Michelle Williams for The Fablemans, And Michelle Yeoh for Everything, Everywhere, All at Once. So, Chuck, why don't we start with you? What do you think of those nominations?
2: So, it's interesting because I was sort of ready to write off 2022 as a bit of a dud year. Mm. Uh, And then for various reasons, you know, I guess it's always when the awards start to coalesce, you're like, oh, okay, I guess that is worth watching. Right. And, uh, And so I started watching what I could when I could, you know, not totally prioritizing it. But I did see all of those, except the Fable I've only seen about half of. Um mm-hmm. but because uh, I any hard, reason why? I had a hard time getting through it. Uh oh. <laughs> especially the beginning. I was Can like,
1: I say something about that? Sure. I, I can see why cuz like I feel like the first half is mostly just being like this is our life together as a family and I love movies and then the the actual I feel like the inciting incident you know in mm-hmm. yeah. to reference like the structure of of screenplays was when he when the family moves to northern California cuz that's when like a lot of conflict happens whereas mm-hmm. like before then there wasn't that much conflict. It was Oh just wow!
2: Like, See, that's really kind of where I left off was right when they just got to California. Um, yeah,
1: that's like when like shit start to go down. Sorry okay. for about the cursing, no, but um, I lo- <laughs> oh, who cares? But like that's when that's when like you know he started like fighting with other people and like like having a goal, whereas like the other ones is just like him observing his family and and like there's like some conflict, you know like. Or like, there's like little undertones, like with him finding out about his uh, Seth Rogen's character. I like that Ooh.
2: part. I thought that was yeah. clever.
1: Like that, I feel like that's you Neil. Know, like that's like that was like the only conflict I can think of for that first half. Yeah. About so him. I was,
2: I was watching it, um, to to prepare for this, mm-hmm. and I got ten minutes in, and I was like, I don't think I can do it. And I switched <laughs> I switched and watched To Leslie instead, which I actually enjoyed um To Leslie. Uh yeah. but I would say to answer the question, um I would give it to Michelle Yo more so as like a legacy thing that it's not that right. I didn't think she was good in everything everywhere all at once. It's more that she it's that whole thing of compounding all this work and Mm -hmm. that i don't think that any of the other performances are like
0: head and shoulders above her Mm -hmm. so right i would give it to her is there anything else you would have nominated or do you have another performance that's actually your favorite no okay (laughs) (laughs) i
1: I know there was like a whole controversy about Andrea Riseborough being yeah, nominated. Yeah, I think
0: it's stupid. The yeah, I didn't get that. Yeah.
1: Well, so what is it? It's just like she wasn't nominated for the other awards like SAG and Golden Globe. So they're like she just came out of nowhere or something like that? No,
0: it's not exactly that. It's that she has like some high profile friends or I'm not even sure if friends is the right word, but people who were supporters of her getting a nomination. And so she basically didn't go the traditional route, which is like, fuck that. Who gives a shit? Um, it did highlight that there were no black women nominated and people thought like, why did she get this nomination instead right. of some some people from other movies like The Woman from Till or um, I think- Viola um, Davis. Viola Davis from The Woman King. And I mean, I think that's fair uh, to, to criticize the Oscars for, <laughs> for not nominating them or anyone else. But I don't know that that's, rise fault like i i haven't seen the movie but i've heard it's a good performance that's worthy of recognition and it's a movie that probably wouldn't have gotten recognition without some people championing it which you know is what you hope would happen but like it things don't happen in a vacuum so there's controversy you know
1: is it is it because like the way that she went about campaigning wasn't like protocol i don't i mean
0: honestly like the controversy seems like bullshit so i don't (laughs) i honestly don't know how to answer that I mean, it just yeah. seems like people it seems like the people who got pissed were the people who spend a ton of money campaigning for oscars and they're like why did we have to spend all this money Oh, I see. And, and or not she even the people the who right spend people. it but the people who convince people to spend it by hiring them for like a pr campaign to get an oscar like those people are like she didn't go through us we're the oh, gatekeepers of this yeah. bullshit so oh. i think that's the real quote-unquote controversy if there is one um, or, but th- they're not going to say that's what it is, but Chuck, you saw it. So do you want to talk more yeah. about
2: it? I thought it was a really good performance. Um, it's really interesting to see somebody who's, who's sitting out on the street with no home and they actually look like somebody you might walk by on the street. Um, and it is kind of about that. Like, I, th- I thought of it like, this is like a flyover movie. Like this is, these are the people that us glitzy, uh, you know, uh, coasters or whatever, uh, fly over and walk past. And um, so I appreciated that. I also appreciated, it's one of the more interesting movies about an alcoholic I've seen because usually in movies, um, there's like something that makes them an alcoholic or there's like with flight, as much as I enjoyed that movie, it's like, His dawning on needing that he had a problem was was uh, spurred by this incredibly dramatic would, you know, one in a million incident. But she just was. And there was it wasn't like, oh, my son died. And so I'm an alcoholic Mm -hmm. or, you know, like she just was. And and she had to deal with that in the way that your average person who is that way has to deal with that. So I appreciated that part of it. And Mark Maron was not terrible to watch act, which I was <laughs> nervous about. Right. Um, yeah, he can be iffy, but I think he's gotten better yeah. over the years too. Yeah, it worked. But, it worked. Yeah. I didn't. Did either of you see Till or The Woman King? I, did I saw not. The
1: Woman King, and it was re, it was really good. But apparently, the tribe that it's based on, they didn't go into like the the more controversial details well, because they, they were didn't. like like, like touching a little bit cuz like they they were part of the slave trade so like they would like capture oh. people and sell them um and like they touch upon that a little bit but they didn't really go into that you know which yeah. I understand why like it's a, it feels like very much like a hollywood movie like you don't want to go too far into it otherwise it's going to be a whole other thing right cuz it right. was more it more right. it was more like a a very formulaic like action movie and it wasn't bad like it was enjoyable but it was very like very much i don't i don't know if the words whitewashed but it's 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 like missing a lot of things it was that, glossed that over there was a lot yeah, that glossed, glossed over. Yeah. over yeah exactly but i i it's on um netflix if you want to watch it yeah, yeah I, oh is it i didn't know it. that
0: I, yeah i meant okay. to watch it i but I obviously did Jackie, what what did you think of the nominees overall? Like, what, what is your favorite nominee? And then what else would you have nominated? And who would you have given it to in a perfect world?
1: Well, I was really shocked about the Ana de Armas thing because I know that there was a lot of controversy because Marilyn Monroe, like, explicitly stated that she didn't want a movie made about her. And so mm. they did this. And, and then there was, like, something like a pro-life scene in there. <laughs> and
2: Did you watch Blonde?
1: No, no, I only I've only read like uh, articles about it and like all the controversy about it. So I haven't seen it because like I don't know if I want to support the movie if if it's like something that she explicitly didn't want. But I don't know. What's your opinion on that? Like if if like the person themselves were like I don't want this to happen, would you know. still support the movie or? It depends on well, the
2: movie. Well, I, I watched mean. it, so I guess I supported <laughs> it. <laughs>
1: What <laughs> did you know about it beforehand that she didn't want? I didn't. Um, oh yeah, But I
2: agreed with a, a critic who I wish I could remember their name. I would give them credit. But they were like, this isn't a bad movie because it's misogynist or this or that or whatever, which it is. It's a bad movie because it's bad. And oh. I am like, yeah, this movie sucks. Oh, <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. really? It's like yeah. really terrible? It's hard to watch. It's it's torture porn. It's not really interesting. It's kind of boring. It's really well shot. Oh.
0: Um,
2: but it's like, it's just difficult to get through. And it's mm. three hours long. It's just- oh, it's three, three hours long? I didn't yeah. know that.
0: Yeah. I, this is a movie that I was like hyped to see in advance. Because like the trailer, I thought, made it seem interesting. Like I like her as an actress. And then as the review started coming out, I was like, yeah, I think I'll skip this probably. I'm not going to prioritize this by any means.
1: I'm not surprised by her being nominated because like the Oscars, the Academy does love when someone embodies someone else. Sure. Like becomes this other person. And she's sort um, of had
0: a moment in recent years of like being on the rise. So I, I think there and she was, was a certain. Good. It was a good performance. She, she did give a good performance yeah. in a bad film. Yeah. Okay, Because that's what I've heard, too. Yeah. Okay. But Jackie, which, which uh, nominees did you like? Or, or who do you hope wins of the nominees?
1: I guess Michelle Yo, just because okay. I love that movie, um and I agree with Chuck that like she's been in so many other great movies and hasn't had the same recognition as she's mm-hmm. been getting for this film, okay. um in terms of like I guess mainstream recognition
0: right. And are there other performances out there that you wish had been nominated? and would you have is there one on top of that that you would give an award to if if you could?
1: I mean, yeah, Viola Davis, I thought she did an amazing job in The Woman King. And then, like, in other movies, but I feel like it's a huge long shot. Like, no one would have been nominated for that. Like, But, like, The Menu, I thought um, Anya Taylor-Joy did a really good job in that. And I watched this movie called Broker by the director who made The Shoplifters, Hirokazu okay. oh, yeah. And I thought, like, the actors in that movie did a really good job. And so, like, mm-hmm. maybe the main actress in that is, uh, IU, but her, I think her, she went by her, like her government name, like her real name, Lee ji So So uh, maybe her, but like, like the thing is like, that was like such a under the radar movie. I don't think it would have been nominated, but I thought she did a really good job in that movie.
0: Yeah. I don't think I even knew about that movie. Well, for me, I did not see blonde and I did not see too Leslie. I also don't think Michelle Williams performance is a lead performance. Um, <laughs> i think she should have been nominated as a supporting uh which i think she was in some other awards but i don't know and, and then i'm kind of torn between kate blanchett for tar and michelle Yeoh for everything everywhere all at once because i i really like both of those performances and think either of them would would be more than deserving if, if i had to pick someone i think i'd also go with michelle Yeoh for similar reasons of like i think she's deserving of recognition for her career and this performance i thought it was a really good performance i've seen the movie twice now and both times like it, meaning her performance and so much else in the movie just kind of blows me away um but and, and then kate blanchett she has an oscar it's not for a movie that i think necessarily deserved one i don't know but um I don't know that she needs another one, but I do think it's a really great performance. She has two.
1: Oh, really? She has
0: two. Oh, yeah. She won for the Aviator. I forgot she won for the Aviator. Yeah, so that's that's Catherine Hepburn. Right, right. I like that performance. I don't remember if I thought it was like the best supporting of the year, but whatever. Okay, well, how about we move on to uh, best actor? So the nominees there are Austin Butler for Elvis, Colin Farrell for the Banshees of Inashiran, Brendan Fraser for The Whale, Paul Meskel for Aftersun, Bill Nye for Living. And I'm just gonna throw it out there that the only one of these I've seen is Colin Farrell and the Banshees of Inasharon. Um, so Jackie, what do you like of those performances? What do you hope wins? Etc.
1: I really wanted to see After Sun, but I couldn't find it. It's not on streaming which was which is disappointing yeah i think i think
0: it's still in the stage where you have to pay like 20 25 bucks to watch it on streaming
1: have any of you any no i wanted to watch
0: it it too i've heard so so many good things about it yeah
1: i mean i I feel like austin butler is gonna win just because he is still elvis at this present moment like he still (laughs) talks like him so i (laughs) i feel like he really became elvis and he doesn't know how to stop so Mm. he'll probably get the award for that because, like, the ha- the academy loves when people become other people that they know of. Um, and I didn't see Living. Have, have you guys seen that? Nah, I missed no. that one too. What I, is, I don't even know. Do you what is that movie about?
0: Isn't it like by the guy who wrote Remains of the Day? I thought that was cool. Well, and it's a remake of a Kurosawa movie, actually. Oh, Ikuru. oh. but uh, I, I still haven't seen it though.
1: <laughs> so I saw Brendan Fraser and the Whale, and like, there was a controversy about that. Yeah. um but i thought he did a good job like it was a really powerful performance
0: i've heard that movie sucks though what like, was the controversy he's...
1: because it was like fat shaming is that what mm. it was
0: i don't know if the i don't know i don't know if it was <laughs> fat shaming or like representation of like maybe someone else should have played the part I'm oh not sure like they
1: was... wanted an actual queer person to play the part part
0: Oh, is that part of the story? I haven't seen it. Yeah, so part of it. I, I thought he meant obese, an uh, an actual obese person. Or- that's what oh. I that's what I thought, but maybe maybe it was more the the queer. If you thing could find an that. obese gay person, I know that's to the, play the role. That's the thing, yeah. Because
2: I'm, not, he's I'm like not. saying I could very agree obese. with that part.
1: Like but. he can't even, you know, he. It's really hard for him to get out of, yeah, his chair, yeah. like so that would really, you know, you, you would have to really search.
0: You have to right. cast a wide net. <laughs>
2: I guess I I thought that he's. Pejorative. <laughs> I,
0: I kind of wonder if Brendan Fraser is going to win just because it's like the comeback story, which they also love. But I do think that that movie has had some detractors. Some And a lot of people don't think it's a very good movie, even if he's giving a good performance in it. So... I don't know, but yeah, I, I wouldn't be surprised if
1: Austin Butler wins. Is I also
0: it, wouldn't be surprised if Colin Farrell wins for you know the whole like true. career thing. Like he's never won.
1: He's never won. So, oh wow. No. He no. should have He should have been nominated instead for Batman because I did not even realize that was him.
0: <laughs> I think as he should have been penguin. nominated for that as well. I think he should have had two nominations. Should have won this for year. the recruit. <laughs> I'm not sure he's ever been nominated. I can't re- recall, but I don't know. I don't think so. Um. So were there other uh, performances that either of you thought should have been nominated?
1: You go, Chuck. Say it.
0: You think I'm going to say Tom Cruise?
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
0: no, no. I,
2: I I loved Cruise in that movie, as I said, and I thought there was a great moment, but it, it's not best actor. Oh, really?
1: Having. You don't think he was snubbed? No, I don't. No, no.
2: That's silly. That's and who do silly. you hope wins, Chuck? I, I want Brendan Fraser to win. I thought you he do? was wonderful in that movie um you know Darren Aronofsky has done nothing but just talk about how overweight people are so consistently misrepresented in film and this was a an attempt to be sort of real and true to a struggle that a very unique type of overweight person had i mean this guy's 600 mm-hmm. pounds and you know oh, it's wow. it's not um it's not just like the plus-size person you see walking down the street, but it is about food addiction, and there is some really interesting um, scenes and moments that kind of encapsulate what what I imagine that is like. Um, I think I, I enjoyed the movie. It's really intense, um, mm-hmm. but it is based on a play, and it does take place all in one room, and so it's hard to be... 100% cinematic in that way and as much as Sadie Sink is good as her character, her character is profoundly annoying and it it's difficult like to like watch. I think it's just
1: way over the top. She's like way over the top rude. Yes. Like no yeah, way yeah. someone's that awful.
2: Right. It's it's hard to believe. It's, it's hard <laughs> to sort of be, to sort of buy into
1: her character
2: um, but I would love to see him win because um, I think he gave it his all. I don't get the Austin Butler thing. I thought he looked like he was wearing an Elvis <laughs> costume. Like it was like a Halloween costume. And, uh, you know, I thought Tom Hanks was better in that movie than he was.
1: Uh, That's true. Why wasn't he nominated Tom Hanks? I don't
2: know. Because uh, go like figure. Because like people are done with Tom Hanks, I guess. But in <laughs> the movie's just kind of hard to watch. And so I don't understand that i i also really enjoyed colin farrell i wouldn't be mad if he won uh for banshees um and i've always um liked colin farrell it's nice that you you don't have to be a colin farrell apologist anymore i feel like there was a time when he was like just a pretty (laughs) boy and nobody yeah and um, making trash yeah um (laughs) i guess he did make some trash uh that total recall remake which i never saw but uh uh, daredevil yeah daredevil um and alexander let's be honest as yeah, much yeah. as i i got some history with that but uh i didn't see the other two so yeah. it's i'm the this is my least educated category
0: but i'd love to see mine Prince too like one. i said i've only seen colin farrell <laughs> yeah and banshees so so by process elimination for me i hope he wins because <laughs> i've seen that performance and thought it was yeah. very good and i like <laughs> his kind of like career arc trajectory like the you know it's it's nice it would be yeah. nice if he won uh, but since I only saw that one, uh, I'll throw out some other things that I did see that I I would have been cool with being nominated. Um, Adam Sandler mm. and Hustle, which is like a pretty decent yes. movie, and I think he's pretty good in it. Agreed. Um, Daniel Kaluuya and Nope. I think that's the type of performance. It's so quiet and almost almost uh, small in a way that I don't think it was ever going to get nominated. But I think he's so good. Um and John Hammond Confess Fletch, which he's 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 better in that movie than uh, than I think it has any right to have that that movie has no right to have such a good performance in it. It's like a decent movie uh that I wish they made more of, but like I think he's just really good in it. And just to round it out, I'll say Daniel Craig and Glass Onion just because he's fun. But oh yeah, I'm not sure if I I don't I'm not sure if he really needs it. Um (laughs) Yeah, but Chuck, did you have any that you wished had been nominated? No. I'm bad at that at that okay.
2: question for this year because I just, I really saw what I was supposed to see and I didn't really expand out <laughs> much. Gotcha. Yeah. That's fair enough.
1: I thought that the actors in A Quiet on the Western Front did a really good job, but, you know, that's very much like this is a war movie and you have to act mm-hmm. traumatized. Yeah, I got feelings um, but about that it, movie. They they... They did a good job in, in terms of that. Like I felt their emotion on their face, like seeing their friends die and all that. What do you I, want to talk well, about, well, you I'm about talk that later? That. When you're, I'm well, let's that. come back to that. Let's come back <laughs> okay. to that.
0: Um, so let's move on to Best Supporting Actress then. The nominees are Angela Bassett for Black Panther, Wakanda Forever, Hong Chow for The Whale, Carrie Condon for The Banshees of Inishirin, Jamie Lee Curtis for everything, everywhere, all at once. And Stephanie Hsu for everything, everywhere, all at once as well. Um, so I didn't see the whale, like I said, so I can't comment on Hung Chao. Um, I guess if I had to pick one of these, I'd go with Stephanie Hsu. I thought she was really good. I think Jamie Lee Curtis is probably going to win. Oh no! Oh, <laughs> oh no! I, I think because of the career thing. I think uh, I don't know.
1: Because like I felt like Stephanie Shu, her performance really made that movie, you know. Whereas like Jamie Lee Curtis was very much like on the side, and you know, yeah, I don't disagree funny. with you.
0: But you know, who has a long career and Oscar voters know.
1: I see, <laughs> I see how it is. The
0: activity. Yeah, lady. I think she's gonna win. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> she made a joke about <laughs> yes. that apparently. Yeah. Really. Oh yeah. About,
1: about, like, about hawking yeah. Uh, yogurt for Jack exactly. Palance.
0: Well, who who do you guys hope will win? It sounds like Stephanie Shue for you, Jackie. Maybe.
1: Yeah, I thought that mm-hmm. she like like her performance. She it was like a huge range for that movie because mm-hmm. like she was playing like all these different people. So I thought like she did a good job and and it it was like a huge part of the movie. Whereas like Jamie Lee Curtis was like in the background and she was funny. Mm-hmm. But I didn't think she like added as much. Like her performance didn't add as much as Stephanie Shu's character. Okay. With Hong Chow, I I would rather have her nominated for the menu. I thought her performance in the menu was so good. I didn't know she was mm-hmm. in there. You should definitely watch. Yeah, yeah, it's so funny. She's like, oh man, I want to quote it, but like you both didn't see it. <laughs> She's like tortillas, <laughs> it's <fine>. tortillas, deliciosas. <laughs> Sounds. Funny. Um, I'm sorry. Like you got to watch the movie to get it. So like whoever's listening and saw the menu, you get it.
0: <laughs> um,
1: but I, I mean, the whale, I can see why. Because like you know, she is the friend of of Brendan Fraser and is also uh, the sister of his lo- his lover who had passed. Mm. So you can feel the hurt in her voice and like when she talks about like when you know that she really cares about him but she can't stop enabling him you know like she's still like she she still buys him buckets of fried chicken to eat despite him like she knows that he's gonna die Mm. so um it's a really complex character and i think i think she did a good job with that
0: gotcha Um i also wouldn't be surprised if angela bassett wins Mm -hmm. for similar reasons of just she she should have an oscar um
1: can, can we talk about when Chadwick Boseman was nominated and like, like they saved that oh category yeah. for the last yeah for that the was last the last thing and then then he didn't even win you know it, I was like so yeah, awkward that's how you
2: know it's not rigged because they fucked yeah, it true. up so hard that is true <laughs> and it's
0: like I gotta say though they got it right I think I like I think uh I think Anthony Hopkins gave one of his best performances of, like, a fucking illustrious as hell career. Yeah. In that That's movie. true. It was just, but it was so just good. so it was awkward. awkward. <laughs> so, yeah. It was very awkward. And he wasn't even was there. So, so stupid on their part.
2: He, he wasn't was there. there. So walking Phoenix
0: had to be like, oh,
2: I accept this on his behalf. Uh, See you later. Yeah.
1: Because he probably yeah. was like, was, I didn't expect yeah. to win. Or, like, it was because it was no, like he COVID. He said he, he didn't like, expect it. Go over there. He, get, he did
2: a thing on yeah. Instagram, like, the next day.
1: In terms of, like, how do you say her name? Carrie Condon? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't even remember her character. She's like the sister, right? Yeah.
0: Yeah. She I was good.
1: She... I, I would rather have, um, did you see Triangle of Sadness?
0: Yes. I didn't see it.
1: Oh my God. It's so good. So like Dolly, the Leon, the one yeah, who yeah, plays yeah. the one, her, the woman who's good. like, I'm yeah. the captain yeah. now. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> she like doesn't show up to like the second half But of she really the says
0: that though? No, not she,
1: exactly. it was like a whole scene. No, not okay. exactly. And it's not like, uh, yeah, I was just like referencing that movie on the captain.
0: I, okay, now. I thought maybe the movie was referencing it.
1: No, so. no, no, no. It was just like, because they worked on a, a yacht and then they get stranded. Yeah, yeah. And then, and then she's like, well, is the yacht here? Uh-huh. No, I'm the captain uh-huh. now. Um. <laughs> so I thought that she did a really good job because, like, you didn't even see her character. Like, you just saw her, like, in one scene in the first half. And then later, she, like, really takes over the movie and, mm-hmm. like, changes the whole trajectory of it. And, uh, I thought she did a good job, like I was she made the movie really enjoyable, yeah,
2: i agree i i would I would put her in there too. I'd swap out either uh Jamie Lee or i'm sorry stephanie Shu um oh, wow. I didn't love uh, both of them. I thought I could see i could see them acting, which is a really like snobby, stupid thing to say, but it is how I felt uh. <laughs> Well, as the actor here, (laughs) there were just certain moments where I was like, "Okay," Um, but uh, yeah, I'd I'd like to see Angela Bassett win um, for those reasons. Not because it's like the performance of all performances, but it is she really kind of takes the mantle from Chadwick Boseman to a certain degree and um, really infuses that movie with a lot of, of feeling. And then Mm -hmm. but I I would really like to see Hong Chao win. Um I loved Mm -hmm. her in downsizing. She was like the best part of that movie. And um she's you know, pops up here and there and really appreciated her in the whale for the reasons that you have already said, Jackie. And um so yeah, I'd love to uh, I'd love to see her win. But I also think it's gonna be Jamie Lee Curtis. Just based on popularity contest sort of rules.
1: Didn't she like comment on the whole Nepo babies article? And how she's like, she's like, I'm the original Nepo baby.
0: That (laughs) article was so stupid, by the way. It was so dumb. Like some of the people they were calling out is like, oh my god, their dad was a fucking grip.
1: Oh yeah, that's so stupid. Give me a break.
0: Like any way you can get your foot in. That's what I see. Yeah, right.
1: Also, like, Uh, I feel like it helps, but, you know, if you're bad, you're bad. Like, I'm sure that there, uh, I'm not going to name names, but there was someone who is the daughter of uh, a very popular actor, and she's like, I've been on hundreds of auditions and I haven't been casted. So it's like, well, I guess if you're not good. You're not good. Somebody
2: said it. (laughs) uh, Oh, I wish I could remember who it was. But either it doesn't matter. I agreed with it that it's like, it's really not a big deal. Everybody, you know, if your dad's or your mom works in a certain industry, you're going to potentially work in that industry. It's not just cinema and stuff like that. Yeah. But it's also silly to have people be like, I have zero uh,
0: leg up in this industry. You know, it's like, sure, at sure. least acknowledge the privilege, own it. you know? <laughs> yeah. yeah. I think own it, and I do think there's levels. I think, like, obviously Jamie Lee Curtis is where she is because her parents were, like, huge stars in mm. their day. But she's also a good actress that people enjoy. Yeah. And and honestly, part of the reason she is huge, it, and she said this, is because she is the daughter of the woman in Psycho. Right. Like, that's part of why she was cast in yeah. Halloween. And, well, you know, it was, like, a big deal. And She like, also has staying power. And I think that
2: that's, yeah, that's something metatext.
0: that she did on her own was
2: because you can get into one or two movies and be kind of flavor of the month and then it's like well what Mm -hmm. else you got and i think she's definitely shown her range and put in the time and paid her dues other people right not so much but
0: her for sure totally totally um i think for me some other people i would have liked to see in the mix For this um were kiki palmer who if she'd been nominated i would say please give it to her because i think that was probably my favorite of the year um michelle williams like i said i think should have been nominated here what was kiki Palmer? i'll just throw out cut
1: nope nope sorry Sorry, i I didn't see no
0: for nope i looked at it and i said nope it was was really good (laughs) kidding kidding (laughs) i didn't i just didn't get around um (laughs) boo (laughs) um michelle williams for the fablemans of course and then um I thought Kate Hudson was really good in Glass Onion, I gotta say. But I'm not sure if I think she might be one name too many for me to list here. So I would I, I would
2: You know who I'd I who to. I'd like to see nominated is Janelle Monet.
1: Oh yeah, I oh, yeah. loved Great her in the movie.
0: I'd call her best lead though. I, I think she'd be in lead. Sure, sure. Okay, so up next then is uh best supporting actor. The nominees for that are Brendan Gleeson for The Banshees of Inisherin*, Brian Tyree Henry for Causeway, Judd Hirsch for The Fablemans, Barry Keegan for The Banshees of Inisherin*, and Kiwi Kwan for Everything Everywhere All at Once. Um, I did not see Causeway. I love Brian Ty- Tyree Henry and basically everything I've seen him in. Did anybody see Causeway? Yeah, I saw like, it. Like not just you. Oh, really? Oh, you watched okay. it?
1: Yeah, I thought he did a good job. It's very much like an acting movie, like we are yeah. both broken people and we are going to like hang out together and talk about our lives and like have mm. monologues about that, which is what that movie was and he did a great job. It was him and uh Jennifer Lawrence.
0: Right. Is it worth watching?
1: Yeah. As I a feel movie? like it's like as a movie, yeah. Like it's it's it, they're acting is, is good in it but like okay. i don't know is it like a, is it best picture nominee i i don't know it's eh, just not everything has to be right it's just like it's just like very much a movie about like yeah these two broken people who find each other and like it's right. not like they're they don't like get too romantic it's more about cuz like she i think she plays like a queer person mm. and so it's just more about them being friends and and like you learn about like why they're how they got to where they are now and and like they're just helping each other get through gotcha. the day i think it takes place okay. in louisiana
0: oh really yeah don't oh, that make sense with that name maybe um okay well who would you give it to jackie out of these nominees
1: probably i feel like ki hui kwan is gonna win just because he won the other awards and sure and like this was like his big comeback you know he was in um indiana jones and the goonies and then he said that he couldn't find work like it was really hard for him to find roles that Mm -hmm. um you know for for like asian actors and and so like this was like the huge thing where he's like okay now now i can come back and like be in this role and so
0: well you said you think he will win is he who you would vote for out of these five
1: I feel like I really like Brendan Gleeson in in the Banshees been a year, and just because like he was like an unhinged person, but it, it wasn't in like an obvious way. Right. So I really liked his performance, and like I couldn't understand where he's coming from because he like he wanted to stop. Uh, to pardon my French, he said we want to stop fucking around, like just drinking and and hanging out with Colin Farrell, and just you know work on his. His song, right? He wanted to ma- mm-hmm. make this one masterpiece before he passed away because he was, like, dying, right? right? And so I thought that was, like, a- just an interesting character in general because, like, he was, like, struggling with his mental health and, like, also wanting to leave, like, this legacy while also living on this island that was very remote. And and he was, like, isolating his one friend. Mm-hmm. And so... I thought that was. Just Wait, like,
0: was he dying? I don't remember. I, th- I thought that's now. what the whole thing like. Well, like he was, was like, gonna, I'm dying and I want to finish. It was just getting older. I think okay,
2: the, the thing was that thought. he was going to okay. die soon because he was getting older. Right, right, right. Not but it wasn't had, like he had a disease. disease. Oh,
1: I thought, I thought he had okay. a disease. Oh, okay. I don't think so. So like, I thought that just that character in general was really interesting. Yeah, yeah. Um, but so I would probably vote for him, but I feel like I understand why people would vote for Keith. Hui Kwan
0: mm-hmm. I think I would vote for him for yeah. Kiwi Kwan I, I, I think he will win as well but I think I would vote for him too because I did really like him I liked all the performances in that movie really um, probably it sounds like more than Chuck did um, which is fine but Chuck uh, what, what did you think of these nominees <laughs> and who who do you hope wins who do you think will win
2: I want Kiwi Kwan to win and I thought he was awesome in that movie. And I thought it was the best part of the movie as far as performance is concerned. And I really was taken with his ability to shape shift in these multi universes from, you know, nerdy dad to kind of like cool single bachelor guy or whatever he was in the movie theater sequence. And, right. Um, yeah. And I thought, and, and, also to be the sort of, uh, I don't want to say oblivious, but I guess that's what he was, was he was, you know, he was oblivious one minute and then he was the guy with all the answers the next minute. And I just right. thought he navigated the, the ups and downs of that character really well. Brennan Gleason, that's, I'm kind of in your traditional boat of being like, is that
0: really a supporting oh. uh, character? I think there's more of a case for that than Michelle Williams being lead. You, you you thought he was a lead.
2: I feel like they're the two leads of the of the film, but right. I get it. I get it in that Colin Farrell is more present, right. and we it's really kind of his story.
1: It's like. Um that movie what was the movie that won last year was it black judas or something like that
2: judas and the black messiah yeah two years
1: ago judas now, and wasn't the it? Black messiah. but like that they were both like leading but one was nominated for right. best supporting and the other it happens sometimes sometimes oh, yeah. it's just about like star yeah. power and
2: you know like where, and also about what what you think as i understand it they they sort of navigate it based on what they think they can win right there's right. that
1: too
0: like what, what yeah what do you have a
1: chance in but I was surprised that Judd Hirsch was nominated and not Paul Dano. Because, like, Paul Dano mm-hmm. was, like, a way bigger role. And 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 he he did a good job in that. And it was just, like, to have Judd Hirsch, who was, like, in one scene.
2: And that's the only scene he's in, right? Yeah. That's what I was yeah. curious about. Okay, yeah. I, I saw that and I was like, this is it? Okay.
0: Yeah, that seems like such an old school type of nomination. Like, that would happen in the 70s where, like, in Network, the woman is in the movie for, like, Less than ten minutes, I think, and won an Oscar for it.
1: Oh um,
0: wow. I, So that used to happen some, but not as much these days. Like I think a lot of times now, like we're kind of talking about, like people who are in supporting, and especially people who win, you a lot of times there's an argument to be made that they're not even supporting, but they're just like, I could win an Oscar this way. Um, yeah,
2: I feel like the Academy loves Spielberg. Oh and yeah, <laughs> will just. <laughs> True. Give as much to him as they can. And that's sort of what's going on with because he's fine. Judge Harris is fine. I thought he was good. Him, but yeah. Yeah. I'm it's one of the more
0: annoying scenes. I was like not <laughs> feeling that yeah. moment. Yeah, if you're not in on the movie, it's it's I could see that. I, I think it sounds like I liked the movie better than you did. So I, yeah. I think I enjoyed his performance probably more than but Yeah. Um I so so you thought that uh K. Wee Kwan should win though, right? You said yes. Okay. That would be my vote. Was there anyone else that you would have nominated and would you have given it to them? Or is this another one where you didn't really see outside of the nominees?
2: Yeah, it's another one. I mean, I think he's
0: definitely the the front runner and
2: yeah, there's nobody else who I would have yeah. thought to give it to. Yeah.
0: I mean, I think a lot of the, a lot of that movie working everything everywhere all at once is like hinged on his performance. Cause he's like the first indication really that something is, is, uh, different, you know, like his, his like character change is like, if that doesn't work, I don't think the movie works. That's like the first iteration of, of us seeing something behind the, uh, the facade sort of, you know, um, of the world that they're in, that there's something else behind it or parallel to it. Um, Jackie, did you say you you thought he should win too, right?
1: I think that he's going to win Kiwi Kwan. Yeah. Right.
0: Okay. Um, yeah. I'm. I'm. I think I already said, but I, I'd be down for that. I think he was great. Uh, some other ones that I, I wish could have been nominated. I'm not even sure they should have been nominated over some of these people who were, um, Colin Farrell for The Batman, and if he was nominated, yep. I'd maybe say like give it to him. Um, Stephen Yeun for Nope, Bill Skarsgård and Justin Long for Barbarian. Oh, I fucking love that movie. I thought both of their performances. What was
2: Barbarian?
0: Oh, you should see it. You should watch it. It's on
1: HBO Max. It's so good. Is it on HBO? Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Um, Justin Long. Yeah. Um, It's it's a really good movie. And don't read anything about it.
1: Yeah, don't. It's better to not know anything about it at all.
0: Good. I don't. I didn't even know it existed. (laughs) Yeah, that's. You are in a good place for that movie.
1: Yeah. Um, (laughs) Just put it on and just watch and be like, "What is this movie?"
0: (laughs) Um, all right. Well, how about we move into screenplay nominations and let's just talk about them all at once. I'll read off all the nominations for both categories. So the nominations for best original screenplay are the Banshees of Inisherin*, Martin McDonough, Everything Everywhere All at Once, The Daniels, Quan and Scheinert, uh, The Fableman, Steven Spielberg and Tony Kushner, Tar, Todd Field, Triangle of Sadness, Ruben Ostlund, and then the nominees for Best Adapted Screenplay are All Quiet on the Western Front, uh, Edward Berger, Leslie Patterson, and Ian Stokel, based on the novel, Glass Onion, Knives Out Mystery, written by Ryan Johnson, based on characters from his other movie, Knives <laughs> Out. In um, Living, Kazuo Ishiguro, um, based on the original motion picture screenplay, Ikiru by Akira Kurosawa, Shinobu Hashimoto, and Hideo Oguni. And Top Gun Maverick written by a whole lot of people uh, (laughs) based on the film Top Gun written by Jim Cash and Shaq Epps Jr. Women Talking written by Sarah Pauly based on the novel by Miriam Toes. I didn't know until I got to this whether I was going to read off all the the writers and I guess I didn't read them all, but uh, I read a lot of them and maybe I shouldn't have. You did a good job. (laughs) Um, So what do you guys think of these nominations? Who do you think will win who do you think should win of these nominees Jackie
1: I think for best original screenplay everything everywhere all at once is gonna win just because it won you know the previous awards like the Golden Globe and I think that in terms of like original screenplay it's like one of the most original screenplays of like recent times Mm -hmm. I feel like a lot of movies nowadays are based on other things or the reboots or like their continuations of a franchise so there's, there aren't many original screenplays and I went into this movie not knowing anything about it and it was like blown away because I didn't expect any of that and it's like way out there and in terms of like The other movies that are nominated, I was surprised that Tar was nominated for Best Original Screenplay because I felt like one of the weak points of that movie was like how much it needed to be cut down. I felt like there was a lot of scenes that didn't need to be in there or that there were like other elements of the story that needed to be fleshed out. Mm. So I was really shocked that it was nominated for Best Original Screenplay. I guess because like of the themes about like cancel culture and things like that, but well,
0: that and I think Todd Field is a guy who he makes a movie every like decade
1: if you're <laughs> oh, lucky. And... I see. Yeah, I felt like that was like the weakest part of that movie. The the way it was written. Mm. Um, I felt like yeah, it you need some work <laughs> 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 um, in terms of best adapted screenplay. I think. I don't know. This one was is harder because, like, what do you guys think? What what other mov- movies have won? I don't know. Um, I feel like I, Top Gun Maverick would win just because, like, <laughs> it's such a favorite. I think
0: that would be hilarious if the if the uh, the big Oscar that Top Gun wins is is screenplay. Screenplay. <laughs> I think
1: it's just like sorry we didn't give you an award for anything else. You can have the screenplay. Yeah, like, and horror. then
0: especially adapted because like I I understand the reasoning of like it's based on characters from another movie. So it's adapted, but it's still kind of like, you know, intellectually it's like, is it though? Is it adapted Is or is it? Or, yeah. You know, it's weird. Know. But that's the rules. So what are you going to do? Um, and then with yeah.
1: all quiet on the Western front, it like, it makes a lot of changes from the original work and, and does it add to the story? I don't really know. Like, cause like, they, cause like for instance, one it starts way later than in the book. Like in the book, it starts much earlier. So like when this uh school teacher or whoever headmaster was like convincing all these students to join the war after like at this point in time, so many people have died and and, and Germany's like really losing. I don't think that these uh, men would be as passionate to go to the mm-hmm. front line after everything that happened. Like it's already a year there's like a year left of the war and like i don't think they would be as passionate as they were like to like forge your signature because you don't want to be left behind um after like you could see like how germany's like clearly losing i don't know right it, and it's all an
2: excuse to show that uniform oh. getting passed <laughs> down or whatever
1: um i thought that was interesting the uniform thing but like i don't know but like but i feel then, like that's the
2: only reason that they did uh, it that way
1: and then they they also changed the ending about like he he dies right at the very last minute before the 11th ridiculous. hour that's like way over the top whereas like in the book it, he like died in october mm. um which is like still like close to the end but not at the very last minute like that's ridiculous like to also like like to fabricate this uh siege of like the last minute of like we want to die as victors or and and you're like right at like what 10 a.m you're gonna go and like mm. fight the french that's that
0: uh, is true though
1: that it happened yeah i thought that it didn't I, they, they said that that was like a completely well fabricate. maybe that's
0: not what was in the book but i don't know yeah
2: no but they did they did um hold the armistice and had and people kept fighting like past the point where right they already knew that there was a peace agreement so that happened in the real world but not in the book oh
1: okay so yeah in the book it was just like he died um and it was like all quiet on the western front right right and then in in the other movie that won the best picture nominee like he was reaching out for a butterfly and then he got shot
2: spoiler for that (laughs)
1: did you watch that movie that was well, like that's part of my
2: feelings about All Quiet on the Western oh, okay. Front. But again, I'm going to save
0: it till Best okay. Picture. <laughs> okay. Okay. Um, so, what do you hope wins then, Jackie, from from Adapted?
1: I mean, it would be great if like some underdog won, like Top Gun or Glass Onion. I thought that like, Glass Onion was hilarious, and mm-hmm. like the way that the payoff at the end with the that was brilliant like i just like because ryan johnson he's good at that like setting right. things up and like not have the payoff to like way later right and so i think that's just like in general really good writing to just like have details that's always there and like you reference it and and it continues on um i think that's just good writing so right
0: uh chuck what are your thoughts on all these nominees
2: i agree that Everything everywhere all at once is, is super original, and so it makes sense that it would win the original screenplay award. I feel like I wouldn't be surprised if they gave it to Martin McDonough because right. it's so screenplay y and you know, like dialogue y, and he's like the foremost writer of our time, you could say. Um I think it would be interesting for Tar to win because I spent that whole movie thinking that she was a real person. And there's like this whole thing about how he like kind of tricked an entire right. group of people into believing that this was a real person. Yeah. And there's talent in that. Uh so so I, I think that would be kind of interesting. It's like I mean, the Blair maybe, Witch of conductor movies. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Um but I also understand Jackie's um criticism that it's like kind of overly long and there's shit that you see that's like never gets paid off and yeah right. like and the whole
1: like thing about like there being some kind of ghost like what was the point of that yeah
2: I didn't get that I also realized like her lover is like taking a pill and it's like
1: what's that, that? Never, it never yeah really there's a lot anywhere. of things that were never paid off
2: mm-hmm. yeah um so for adapted adapted uh, I think they should give it to women talking. That's the most like screenplay. Again, similar reasons why I think they would might give it to Martin McDonoughs. It's like, it's a screenplay. It's a it's it's a bunch of people talking and right. it's mm-hmm. drama like through through dialogue.
1: Right, um,
2: and it makes sense. Um, you saw that, yeah, yeah.
1: yeah.
0: I have not um,
2: seen it. Top Gun. It's fine. It's not like the best movie, but it but, it yeah. It's got an interesting script for sure. Right. Uh, Top Gun, I think, has a great story. And I think the the mission and the story and the, the way that they spend this whole time building up to this mission and then they complete the mission and then there's more shit after yeah. that is kind of cool. <laughs> um, but I also think that that and Glass Onion being, quote unquote, adapted is silly I agree. That's so,
1: weird that you just... Because you made the original characters. That's weird.
2: Right, right. So I... The rules. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, I, I don't know. So I, I'd probably give it to women talking mm. if I was in charge.
0: Well, I'll just throw out that I did not see Triangle of Sadness. I did not see Living. I did not see Women Talking. I did not finish All Quiet on the Western Front. That was a movie that I put on one time when an, I just felt like watching something and it was available. And... I guess I thought technically it was impressive, but I was I, I it got to be late in the evening and I was like, I, I can't finish this right now. So I turned it off thinking I would come back to it at some point and just kind of never felt like going back to it. So mm-hmm. that that kind of tells you where I'm at with that movie. But um I will say that I do probably think everything everywhere all at once will win, and I'm cool with that. I think you might be right, though, Chuck, that if, if anything else is going to win, it's probably Banshees and Inisherin. Sharon. Um, I, I think that there's a lot to be said for the Fablemans thing. I think it's an, a, a sort of unconventional uh, narrative in a way, and I, I, I think that that's interesting, especially from Spielberg at this point in his career. Um, I, I, I It sounds like I like that movie more than at least Chuck, maybe Jackie too. I'm not sure. But, um, I thought
1: it was fun it felt very much like an old school movie like a movie from the 90s maybe in I terms guess. of like how there was one scene where I was like this is really over the top for present sure. day like when where was it the swimming test and, and he was like there was like the whole drama and she was like yelling at him and then she like slaps his back and then, right. then she's like really shocked about oh, that yeah
0: that's yeah. actually where I stopped well you <laughs> know what I, I I'm not saying that this necessarily means that it's okay for the movie to be this way. But like, I've heard that anyone who's met Spielberg's mother and, you know, like a lot of people did it over the years, they've said that if anything, Michelle Williams performance was very small compared to the big oh, wow. personality that she had. Mm. Um, like she was a very like over the top person. Um, Yeah. Again, not. I'm not saying that that justifies it or anything, because like you want a movie to work on its own merits, not uh, divorced from like the reality it might be based on or something. But well, I don't know. I I liked it though. Um,
1: yeah, I thought it know. was good.
0: Um, but yeah, I'd be fine with everything, everywhere. Uh, I wish Nope, RRR, and Barbarian had been nominated for original, and if RRR had been, I'd be okay with that winning. I'd be kind of torn between that and everything, everywhere. Uh, because I do think that while it's definitely the most screenplay, I think it's also really good screenplay. <laughs> um, <laughs> You're talking about RRR? No, no, uh, everything. Everything, everything, yeah, the it's, most screenplay. Yeah. That's funny. Yeah, it's just, it's a lot. Um, it is. In a good way. And yeah, and then for Adapted, I don't really know. Like I'm very, like, like I said, I didn't finish All Quiet. I don't really give a shit about that movie at this point. Um, I'd be fine with glass onion winning, but like, I don't know. I kind of, I don't know. I, I, I wouldn't be surprised if it's, if it would be, I think it's going to be all quiet. I think that's going to win. Cause I think really? that movie's done, it's been very successful at some other award stuff. I, it might end up even winning best picture out of the blue. Um, what? but, I, but, but I, th- I think it might win. Screenplay, at least, because you know, the Oscars they just like go crazy for war movies, and <laughs> this one is like a classic uh, book and a previous Academy Award-winning best picture. Um, you know, I mean, not this movie, but you know what I mean. There was another version of this of this story that already won best picture decades and decades and decades ago. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if it's that or women talking, just because maybe for the reasons that Chuck said. Uh, and just Sarah Polly being someone who's been in the industry since she was a child, and I think people in the industry know who she is and um and sort of recognize her as a talented person who deserves recognition and but in her case, maybe the nomination is the award um for a smaller movie that didn't get as much attention as people thought it might at one point, you know, I also think the Batman should have been in the running for this because I thought it was a a, a yeah, really good screenplay actually there you go those are my thoughts <laughs> <laughs> why don't we move on to best director so the nominees there are Martin McDonough for The Banshees of Inisherin, Daniel Kwan and Daniel Scheinert for Everything Everywhere All at Once The Daniels <laughs> uh, Steven Spielberg for The Fablemans Todd Field for Tar and Ruben Ostland for Triangle of Sadness uh, again I did not see Triangle of Sadness so I can't really speak about that one. But um, Jackie, what do you think? What do you think of these nominees?
1: I think it's fine. I know that people were talking about, like, why isn't a woman nominated? Mm-hmm. And and like some of the people that mentioned were, was Sarah Pauly and the director of The Woman King. I forget mm-hmm. her name. Sorry. But I, in terms of like these, I thought they did a good job. Um, and I understand why they, they're nominated. If I had to choose who I want to win or who I think is going to win, it's probably going to be the Daniels just because th- what they did is like m- like the the this movie was like so out there and and they had to like keep track of everything and then and it was just a lot. It was just mm-hmm. dealing with a lot. So I think that's interesting. Um but like yeah, what do, what do people what's the what do people look for in like best directors? Is it like how you direct the actors, how you direct the the action sequences, like what is it? I don't know. This is one that was like harder for me to Yeah, I don't know. to figure out who's going to win and and what like qualities they're looking for the and academy.
0: I also feel like it, before they expanded it to 10 best picture nominees, it was like easier to just assume that Best Picture would also win Best Director, and usually that would happen. Not always, but usually. And I feel like that has not been the case as much since they expanded the field. You know, mm-hmm. like, oh, there's a lot of more splits between director and picture, which some people think is weird, because it's like, how could you be the best director of a film? <laughs>
2: yeah, Ridley Scott thinks that's weird.
0: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, I think Ben Affleck thought that was weird when he won Best Picture and wasn't <laughs> even nominated for Best Director. But... um yeah, it- Anyway, so that's a wrinkle in there. One thing I find interesting about this is that all five movies nominated for Best Director are writer-directors. And they were all nominated for original screenplay. Um, I mean, the only person nominated for original screenplay who's not a director is Tony Kushner, who co-wrote with Steven Spielberg, you know? Um, So I'm not sure how often that happens, because I feel like so often the Oscars-like adaptations and I feel like the original screenplay crop this year is to me from what I've seen and from what I've heard from other people about the movies I have seen, including the two of you now, um, maybe the original screenplay movies are the stronger movies overall. Like that seems to be somewhat a consensus at this point. Um, yeah. so I just found that interesting, but Chuck, what do you, what did you think of these nom Uh, these that nominees interesting. And, and, uh, who do you hope will win? And and Jackie, I don't know if you said who you thought would win and who you want to win, but yeah, I
1: think that the Daniels are gonna win, and I think that's fine. I th- mm-hmm. I think they did a good job, and it's just so funny how they got to this point because like their last movie was that uh, Swiss Army Man, yeah, where where the dude escaped the island from a farting corpse. I right, think That's funny. <laughs>
0: Yeah. I, yeah, when that movie came out, I don't think I ever imagined they were gonna win best director and best yeah. picture
1: with their next movie. But so Chuck, I think what do you that think? would just be funny if they won. Yeah, totally. I
2: think I think Daniels should win, um because I do because it is an undertaking and they really did bring it all together in a way that I mean, maybe uh Ruben Ostland is the is the only like second like is comparable in terms of the scope of what he was trying to do and succeeded oh, really? at doing yeah. yeah in in triangle of sadness um if they give it to Steven Spielberg I'm 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 quitting <laughs> <laughs> I'm I'm done Aww. uh so not because it's like he did a terrible job but it's just like it's so not it's fine he doesn't need it's it fi- it's fine yeah, it's not either. you know you give it to for, for the big you know the the sort of wow stuff mm. um so yeah so i think daniel's and uh i don't think there was anything else that i was like wow that was so well directed and
0: right you mean served, outside of these yeah outside of the outside of the fire. oh i got some thoughts
1: oh let's hear them it well, should be well,
0: rr probably definitely <laughs> Well, first, first, I will say that I do think the Daniels will win. I think of these nominees, I would probably vote for them. I'm a little more in favor of Spielberg than you are, Chuck. Like, I'd be totally fine with him winning for that. I I don't think he needs to win. He has two Best Director Oscars already. But I don't know. This is like a very personal story, and there's that whole narrative about it. So I wouldn't be surprised if he won instead of the Daniels, and I wouldn't be mad at it. Um, I think he's the most... Likely other than them, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. Um, I think other directors who I wish had been in the running or if they expanded the field, like they did best picture or something. Mm -hmm. um, I definitely say um, SS Rajamouli for RRR. I mean, phenomenal movie, phenomenal direction. It's like a crazy ass movie that like, my description of that movie that I've said on another podcast um, <laughs> is that he made the movie that I think Boz Lerman has been trying to make for years mm. and um, someone else too, but I forgot. <laughs> but anyway, like it, cause it's just this big bombastic movie that has like all these different parts that should not work together. And when Boz Lerman does it, you get, a, get Australia, which sucks. And when this guy did it, <laughs> it's fucking amazing. Um, so yeah, I'm very high on RRR and the direction of that movie. Jordan Peele for Nope is another one. Uh, James Cameron for Avatar: The Way of Water mm. and Zach Kreger for Barbarian. Oh. So those are my my thoughts on Best Director. Um, Jackie, were there other things that you wish had been nominated or in the mix at least?
1: No, I, th- I think these were good choices and. And they are good. I'm yeah. um I'm not really biased any one way or the other. Um, yeah. Like I w- I don't think there was like a standout where I'm like, yes, this person should have been nominated but wasn't because I think that the Daniels really deserve it for this year, just because like it was definitely out there and different and right. Like Chuck said, it was a huge undertaking.
0: I gotta say, I was kind of shocked that RRR was not n- nominated for. Best director and best picture. I kind of thought it was going to be because mm. it, it had, it was such a crossover hit in such a big way. And people was who it, saw it loved it for the most part, you know.
1: Was it nominated for Foreign or was no, it, is it still No, it wasn't foreign? even nominated
0: for that. The only nomination it got was for Song, which oh, is insane. Whoa. I mean, the song's amazing and whatever, but, and like it, it, within the context of the movie, it's even better, you know, it's like one of those where it's not just like, here's a song over the credits at the end. It's like in the story, the song is like great and it moves the plot forward and it's really good. Um, yeah, so anyway, it didn't happen. <laughs> <laughs> wasn't uh, meant to be. It wasn't meant to be, I guess, which is nuts. But um, well, why don't we go ahead and get into it? Best, best picture. Uh, the nominees are All Quiet on the Western Front, Avatar, The Way of Water, The Banshees of Inisherin. Elvis, Everything Everywhere All at Once, The Fablemans, Tar, Top Gun Maverick, Triangle of Sadness, and Women Talking. Um, oh yeah, that did get nominated for Best Picture. Did I say before it didn't? I was wrong. So I, think, I thought oops. you were
1: talking about Sarah Pauly not being nominated for Best Director. Or
0: no, I, I, I was just forgetting that this got nominated for Best Picture. Good for it. Um, I didn't see it, but <laughs> I like Sarah Pauly overall. And I do want to see it. It just hasn't really been that available where I could see it. Um. so what do you guys think of these nominees and if you want to as we go through these like uh, if you want to share your top 5 or top 10 whatever you want to do um, whether it be these nominees or any other movies you saw uh, I'd love to hear those so Chuck do you want to start us off? You know my my favorite was Top Gun Maverick and
2: I think it would be really cool if it won Um, it was such a such a hit. Everybody loved it. And as Steven Spielberg said, it saved Hollywood's ass. Um, and I do think there's something kind of neat about giving the Best Picture Award to a movie that really helped keep movies afloat at a time where they were struggling. Um, and I think it's a great movie. And you can give... Every other accolade to everybody else, and everybody wins. Um, I so all quiet on the Western Front.
1: <laughs> yeah. yeah, let's get into
2: it. I love the original. I recently rewatched it. Um, it's so good. It's so mm-hmm. powerful. It's so meaningful. It it, it even withstands the fact that they're supposed to be German and they're so clearly American uh, like these American 1930s boys who are like supposedly German soldiers it doesn't matter it's a beautiful beautiful movie and this is like who gives a shit uh, it's, it's <laughs> just uh, so. <laughs> it's like yeah they, they add all this stuff about you know the armistice and whatever and it's like that's not the point that's not the point of this story and the characters are like indistinguishable to a certain degree, one from the other, um, and so I was just so unimpressed. I mean, it's, it's technically impressive, right? But there's also a level of like, you know, I saw Private Ryan and I saw 1917, and you yeah. know, at at a certain point, that shit stops being impressive because it's not new anymore. Um, it's impressive that you pull it off, but it's not like you're not telling me anything I don't already know. Um, so, I I don't really get the 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 love for it. I don't really understand why people are so over the moon about it. Mm-hmm. Um, as far as everything else, um, I don't get the Elvis thing. I don't get uh, like it wasn't that good it was fine it was there were some cool moments but overall it was kind of bloated um triangle of sadness was cool that was asleep you know i was surprised i didn't know what it was and then i watched it for this and i was like that was a cool movie um surprising and interesting and it, you know had an interesting something interesting to say and then you know the rest is what i don't know why women talking it would be best picture uh, I
1: agree. I, I was like, why was this nominated? I went to see it because it was nominated for Best Picture, and I was like, why was this nominated? Because yeah. it's literally what it is. It says women talking, it's literally just that. <laughs> and it's like, it and feels- And one, one guy. Yeah, talking. and one and guy. And crying a lot. <laughs> and it was like, it just felt like a really long setup, and like, and then it gets to a point where you would think it would be like the inciting incident, but then the movie's done. Hmm. <laughs> You know what I mean? Yeah. Like I would rather have seen what happens after, than them like debating right. whether or not to leave.
2: Right. Okay. Which yeah.
1: was like so. I was really surprised I was nominated for Best Picture because I I went in thinking like it would be like you know, I would really feel something because like that usually with Best Pictures they they are really good at 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 making you feel something. Mm. <laughs> Not
0: always, but um <laughs> <Yeah>. wh-
1: <laughs> or there's like something about like whether it's like it's right. I thought it would be
0: more powerful than it yeah, was,
1: yes, exactly. Yeah. You hit the nail on the head.
0: What would you pick, Jackie, of these nominees?
1: i've re- recently watched uh everything everywhere all at once again' mm-hmm. Cause, like so I saw it last March mm-hmm. um when it first came out, and I saw it in IMAX. And I went in not knowing anything at all. And then it turned out to be, like, one of the most unique cinematic experiences of my life. <laughs> <laughs> nice. But I feel like... And so, like, I didn't think it would be nominated because I was like, that movie was so, so great, but it's, like, so early in the year, I don't know if it would be nominated because right. usually, like, the the Best Picture nominees are from, like, November to December of that year. So I was really surprised. but But then it kept like people kept talking about it and i was like oh that's interesting but then it got to a point where like uh i would recommend it but then people like oh like it didn't meet my expectations because everyone's like this movie's so good but then i feel like it gets to a point where it gets so high that people are like that oh, was all right yeah there's
0: um, there's some backlash to the movie yeah that was
2: that was my experience i like waited too long to see it
0: oh yeah yeah. Well, I think even it it being like seemingly the f- the locked-in frontrunner to win best picture, like anytime that happens for a movie in, in any year, there ends up being backlash where people are like, do we have to do this just because it's scripted already or something and mm-hmm. sometimes then it doesn't happen. So I won't be surprised if it doesn't win, but I do think it will because I I, th- I think it still has um, the momentum, if you want to call it that, and, like, the general interest from people and mostly goodwill. I think some people hated the movie. I do think it's a little more divisive than some people realize because um, it's a movie that if you can't connect with it, you're going to be really fucking annoyed by it, I think, mm. you know. And it's- the Academy is a bunch of old people for the most part <laughs> still, so who knows?
1: Um, there then- is that. With All Quiet on the Western Front, I didn't like how much CGI was in it. I felt like it you could have mm. spent some money on some of the effects. Like, you didn't have to show everything. You didn't need to show, like, people getting their arms blown off or anything like that. But you could, like, save your money for a few scenes where you can use practical effects and have it, you know, be really meaningful. Mm-hmm. So, for instance, like, there was that opening scene where that dude whose uniform becomes the, the main character's uniform. Like, he, his eye gets shot through, but it was, like, it was so bad. The CGI was so bad. I was like, that's so fake. And, like, I wanted, <laughs> like, I wanted to feel for this person, but I was like, this is, like, you could have paid whatever, just put, like, a squib and, like, have, like, a f- prosthesis to mm-hmm. look like his eye got shot out or whatever. It's, like, it really took me out of it. Like, I wanted to connect, but, like, there are parts where it was like so obviously CGI and i wish that that they saved their money to just like for these few powerful scenes like to to do practical effects. Right.
2: Have you seen the original?
1: I did, but like it was so long ago cuz like i read it for high school mm-hmm. and then we watched um we watched a few scenes um like we would watch it like for each chapter that we you know like Interesting. Like, yeah. So, but I saw
0: the original, but it was like at least 20 years ago. So I barely remember it. Yeah. Yeah. I would, I would rewatch the
2: original a- as a masterclass in mm-hmm. missing moments. Okay. F- because like every, every great scene in the original is either not in the new <laughs> one or mm. like just fucked up. <laughs> like just not. Yeah. Like, like the crater scene is such right. a powerful and interesting experience in the m- original movie. And in this, it's like two minutes long and it's, it's like it's over. Right. And, right, you know,
0: Shit like that.
1: Where did you watch yeah. it?
2: It's on Prime,
0: I think. Okay. Is it? Right. Yeah. I remember. I might have it, rented it. I remember thinking it was really good when I saw it. But like I said, I can't remember a, like mm-hmm. basically a moment of that movie at this point. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it'd be worth going back to. I'd, I'd rather 100%. go back and watch that again than continue watching the new one. Yeah, you're, you're uh, doing yourself a favor, right? <laughs> Sounds like it. And um, then you
1: know. the other ones, Tar, I thought Tar was like the longest setup to the best punchline ever. <laughs> <laughs> like that. I remember watching that in theaters and like, laughing so hard at the end and but like i felt like the other people who i was watching it with like in the theater they like fell asleep because like i felt like i was the only one laughing but it was so good <laughs> yeah. like it was so funny yeah. and um and what else the triangle sadness that was like one of my favorite films of last year mm. and then if i could pick like other best pictures that i uh, that i uh, enjoyed watching um was definitely like uh barbarian that's definitely one of them that's definitely one of those movies where you don't know what's going to happen yeah and like you you're just like following along for the story and like when like so shocked one went into the next and it's like also like dark comedy which i love yeah and the menu is another one where it's like the same thing where it's like you don't know where it's gonna go and and i and more it's like more dark humor
0: so do you have like a top five
1: yeah, this is, this is my top five right now. Okay. okay. So it's Barbarian is number one? Um, no, Everything, Everywhere, All at Once is number one. Okay,
0: that's number one. And then, then Triangle the Sadness? Other,
1: the Triangle Sadness is definitely in the top three, uh, but okay. I don't know what would I would put as number two, though. Okay. Because like, I do love Barbarian. I feel like Barbarian and The Menu are like very similar. I feel like they mm. could be like a double feature.
0: Oh, interesting. <laughs> and, Having not seen The Menu, I find that interesting.
1: Yeah, you should definitely watch it. And then the fifth like i've so many like i really like the northman that robert eggers movie it was oh, wow. it's like it's so well shot and um there was like there's this one scene where like he he rearranges like body parts into this work apart did, like, did you guys like see like Hannibal, it? the tv no. show uh cuz like cuz he's like sh- doing it as a warning cuz it's a revenge movie so he's like uh. so he doesn't reveal that to him but like he like kills People that he he's trying to get revenge on, and like he like rearranges their body. It's kind of like in um, Game of Thrones when they made that spiral out of human body parts. It was like that. Remember that? Nope. The I, nope. what's his name <laughs> Ramsey The Ramsey guy. Right, right, right. I
2: remember the. I remember him torturing people.
1: And and like there are other movies that I feel like went under the radar, like Bones and All. That's the Luca Guadagnino mm-hmm. movie and it was like right. about um cannibals
2: or that it was really right. violent
1: it's it's a cannibal love story which is like so different like cuz you cuz it's like these people with this affliction where they have to eat human flesh and but then they're also like uh falling in love and like mm. <laughs> and like mark rylance is really good in it like he comes up cuz like he plays like a really creepy yet soft-spoken character and i i think that it's worth watching it's definitely very different cuz okay. like you wouldn't think like a cannibal love story um and yeah nope was good broker yep. um bodies 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 the okay. batman
0: okay well chuck did you have like a top 5 or top 10 you wanted to run through top gun
2: maverick top gun maverick <laughs> <laughs> no i didn't i didn't have a top 5
0: Okay. Uh, I'll just quickly say my top 10. Uh, but uh, First, I'll say um, I did not see Women Talking. Like I said, I did not see Triangle of Sadness, and I did not see Elvis. And I only saw about a third to a half of All Quiet on the Western Front. All the other movies nominated, I liked pretty much. Um, so, yeah, I do think Everything Everywhere All at Once is probably going to win. I'm cool with that. I I think that's what I would vote for out of these probably like i said i kind of won't be surprised if all quiet wins uh just because it's a war movie and old people voting and stuff like that (laughs) and um but but i also won't be surprised if top gun wins i don't think it's the best picture of the year i think uh it was really fun i enjoyed it a lot i kind of want to see it again to see if like my if i like it even more because i did like it i i thought it was really good um, and I do think there is something to what Chuck was saying of of it being sort of a movie that kind of saved movies in a way, and, like, why not give it an award for that? I'd be fine with that. And and there is something also to me of, like, um, what won last year? Was it CODA?
1: Yeah, yeah, CODA.
0: Was that last year? Yeah. Man, yeah. my timeline is completely off. So I think it's kind of funny going from CODA to Top Gun Maverick if it <laughs> happened. Yeah. It's just, like, the the polar opposite of film in a in a way um but both crowd pleasers so maybe not so much um there you go so my my top 10 number one is rrr number two is everything everywhere all at once number three is nope four is the banshees of in five is tar six is the fableman's seven is avatar the way of water eight is glass onion nine is barbarian and ten is moon age daydream which I think it's the only one has, that has not been mentioned yet. That was the David Bowie documentary that was oh. very good. Yeah. Um, and really worth seeing, I think, if, especially if you like Bowie, which, why wouldn't you? Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Okay. Um, well, we've been talking for a while. <laughs> <laughs> um, and but, but outside of what we've discussed so far, are there any other movies, performances, et cetera, that you'd like to shout out or just like, something else from a movie like you like the cinematography or the editing or the music or something and for this like we did at the top of show uh, we don't even need to limit ourselves to 2022 so anything since the old podcast up until now and um yeah so I have something who to, wants say, to start us i have yeah. something
1: to say about the fablemans okay um, go ahead i know that it's a period film but it still felt like it was made of a different, like, it was made for the 90s. Like, the way that he makes the movie, if Mm. that makes sense. Like, how people make movies now compared to, like, how they made it back then. And a lot of the writing, and, and I know that's, like, based on his life, but, like, in terms of... I I feel like that. I feel like it's based on like it's it's a movie that's made in the '90s because the people who made movies in the '90s grew up at the same time as Steven Spielberg. You know, going to high school mm. in the '60s and stuff. Because it was just like, uh, you know that whole thing about he's no one likes him because he's Jewish, and then he um, dates this girl who's like really religious, and like they're making out under a crucifix, and um, like the the kid who's like bullying him is also like this. Um, the golden boy who struggles with like being the best, like everyone sees him as like right. this perfect person, and like I feel like those kind of characters are very much of a different time as what you see in in films today.
0: Right, and also every other movie that came out in the '90s had kids making out under crucifixes. Let's remember. Yeah. <laughs> so, right, you're kind of describing like a like a
2: teen comedy, sort of like a John Hughes era.
1: Yeah, so it felt it's like, archetypes. Yeah, exactly. It felt like archetypes of of a different time, mm-hmm. and so that's why I feel like it was like a movie made in the '90s, even though it was like set in the '60s. But do you know what I mean? Do you get? What I mean,
0: now? I don't quite
1: like it get felt it. Like, because he's but like, I believe you. I, I also because like it's Steven Spielberg and like he is of a different era in terms yeah. of like directing and like he's the way old. He's, he's washed directed. up. <laughs> no, it's just I'm like kidding. an old school kind of uh, movie making compared to like I feel like today um, I don't know it's just it's a different feel like I feel like now mm-hmm. it's like more naturalistic and like um, I don't know I'm generalizing but uh, but like you, you know it's more gritty like people want sure to, for sure think, yeah
0: I mean it, Steven Spielberg is like pushing eighty right so I, yeah. I and he's I never think been the greatest guy. Yeah, but I th- I think it makes sense that his his work might start to seem a little like old school, you know. And he defined movies of s- at least probably two, if not three decades. So right, um, yeah. <laughs> what do you guys think of Dune? Oh my
1: God, was that this? That was, was that no? That wasn't this year,
0: but it was last since year. since the old podcast, though. I really liked Dune.
1: Yeah, I, yeah, and I'm excited for the next movie. Yeah.
0: Dune okay. was cool because I saw
2: it in IMAX right after i was recovering from covid so i was still like kind of covid brain and you kind of like it's a little bit of a little bit of a high (laughs) while you're like watching this trippy movie Sure, Uh, Sure, and it was yeah i liked i really enjoyed dune and i really enjoyed the time it took like that it took its
0: time it only did half the book and right um 'Cause yeah, it's gonna be like
1: cool. a, a
0: trilogy, right? Is it? Is it a trilogy? I know there's at least another one.
1: Yeah, they're filming the other one yeah. right now.
0: Yeah. Um what I the- I really enjoyed it, but yeah, once it got to the end, I was like, I guess I'll wait to see the rest before I decide <laughs> if I liked this or not. Because this didn't really it's kind end, end the story. Yeah. yeah. So but but it was all very well done, don't get me wrong. Yeah. 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 So that was one movie that I, I was like, if we'd still been doing a movie podcast every week, I know we would have talked about that one and probably had a lot to say. Mm -hmm. Another one um, was The Matrix Resurrections. Oh yeah, what'd you guys think of that? Horrible. Yeah. Oh wow. Did not like it. Didn't like it, huh? I liked it. Need it. (laughs) I, I thought it worked. I thought it worked. I enjoyed it. Um, but. But I'm also I also like the sequels which nobody likes. So I I, I rewatched the sequels um mm-hmm. at some point in the last couple of years and enjoyed them more than I did, mm-hmm. you know, <laughs> a decade and a half ago or whenever the hell they came out. Sure. So yeah. But uh I, I liked Resurrections. Jackie, you didn't like it either?
1: I fell asleep, so I feel like I need to go back mm-hmm. and like watch it.
0: Did on you ever see the, the sequels? Yeah, The Reloaded
2: rev, rev, and Yeah, and river. even the
1: Animatrix, too. I saw That's that. That's awesome.
2: Yeah. I never and saw the Animatrix. That's cool.
1: Yeah. It's like little stories.
2: I rec- okay. This is from many years ago while we were still doing the podcast, but a, a film that recently made it into my top five of all time Ooh. is, and it's funny because it's a documentary, <laughs> uh, is um, OJ. Are you pointing J- at me? <laughs> yeah, because we used to talk about how we don't, how I don't like documentaries. But, right, right, right. Um, OJ Made in America, I rewatched oh, yeah. that recently. Yes. That is sir. one of the
0: greatest movies ever made. Yes. Uh, yeah, man. Oh, wow. I, uh, on the old podcast, when at the end of 2019, I did like a solo movie segment because I needed to do an episode that week. And <laughs> mm-hmm. um, I did like my first. Five favorite movies of the decade, and mm. that was in there. Yeah. And because I, I think that that is phenomenal. It's a brilliant movie. brilliant movie. Yeah. Jackie, have you seen that?
1: Which? Oh, the documentary? OJ, no, I OJ Made not. in America? You I must. Haven't. Okay. So good. I'll put it on my list.
0: So, how about we end on this? Uh, what are your thoughts on the state of movies these days or movie going? Like, are you guys going to the movies? or Are you waiting for streaming for stuff?
1: So, like, recently AMC did this thing where they raised the price. There's, like, premium seating now, like right. their Ticketmaster, where if you're in, like, a prime spot, you pay two extra dollars. Or if you sit mm-hmm. all the way in the front or all the way in the back on the side, it's, like, you minus $2. And right. I was, like, I don't, like, I, I guess they want to make profits, but they're so unnes- that's so unnecessary. I feel like that's going to discourage people from going to the movies even more. Yeah. Um, and I, I, cause like, remember that day where it was like, it was like movie day or something like that, where like movie tickets were like really cheap, like yeah. 2 They're two, three. They're like $5, like Yeah. Something, something ridiculously cheap. So many people went to the movies. Like it was right. like, the parking lots were full, the theaters were full and- and, like, well, I don't understand why don't they just, like, do that, like, have a day where it's, like, really cheap. And, like, so the more people will go to the movies. And Because I feel like now everyone wa- waits for streaming.
0: Yeah. Yeah, the, it's, like, the only movies that get an audience in the theaters now are, like, huge movies, like like a Marvel movie or Top Gun uh, or the upcoming Mission Impossibles, I'm sure. Or a movie made for, like, 70-year-old women. <laughs> like 80 for Brady like movies <laughs> right, like that right, seriously right. like because because yeah, older well. people still go to the movies because they're like I want to get out of the house or whatever I right. don't know what their deal is That's but true. they show up and those movies do well and uh, it's I don't know it's just kind of sad to me that like I think we talked about this in our previous podcast and before the pandemic even that like you know the and it's not not like we were the only ones talking about it it's like been a theme I think in Uh, movie podcasts especially and just coverage of the movie industry the disappearance of like the mid-budget movie of any sort really like whether it's a rom-com a comedy, a straight drama like those movies have become fewer and far between or at least successful ones you know well didn't Ticket Um, to
2: Paradise that did well right
0: what is that again? that was the the Clooney, Julia Roberts Roberts, oh oh, yeah but I mean who went to that? Old People? I wouldn't be surprised. I don't know. Some people went, but clearly enough people
2: went that it like, yeah. I thought it was gonna flop, like whoa, but right. it actually did decent, considering. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. And I feel like most movies now are just going straight to streaming, like Hulu and Netflix. Make make those movies that are more like yeah, like mm-hmm. teen movies and stuff like that. Um, they're just direct to streaming because I feel yeah. like, especially the uh the younger generation, they just they want to have something on in the background so that's mostly like how they get their their views which you know i feel like it 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 the landscape now it makes it harder for more independent stories to come out like most people want to make money so they want it you know based on uh whether a franchise or a reboot and things like that so right. there's too many of that and i feel like yes. i don't know if like people are just it's just so oversaturated like people are sick of it now and they just want other things like i hope it goes towards more original content but because like even with yeah. the marvel movies they were like pumping them out so much that they're really they're going down in they quality. suck now too yeah i
0: mean i i have not really enjoyed that much any of the marvel movies since um end like i feel like they right they knocked it out of the park with that, and then it's just been downhill. Because that was like, the story. That
2: was the whole shebang, and now they're, like, starting over again.
0: Yeah, and I'm just surprised that they weren't better prepared. They've fallen into some certain tropes that I think were the ones to avoid in some cases
1: <laughs> with some of the movies. Yeah, you I, know, And I hear that they're doing, like, less practical stuff and doing more CGI yeah. stuff, so that's why, like, a lot of the movies are really dark is because they want to hide – the bad CGI because the, they don't yeah, the bad CGI. Know, they're not oh, I didn't even, spending enough no. time yeah. on it
0: and, and they're overworking CGI yeah. department so like the, the work isn't as good as it would have been some years ago have you guys liked any of the, the like there's been Black Widow there was Eternals a Doctor Strange movie a Thor movie I haven't seen uh, Ant-Man I've, I'm in
2: the midst of catching up
1: mm-hmm. but
2: I've really I haven't seen anything I saw I mean, the Wakanda forever because oh yeah Yep, it was Doc nominated. Panther, yeah, but right. I didn't think that was that great. Uh, I thought it was okay, but yeah, yes, I feel it didn't like a lot of them were
1: just okay. One. I mean, yeah, this the, the Spider Man was fun to watch in theaters just because like of all the reactions.
0: True, that too. Um Yeah, that was fun, but I I still thought it it was like gimmicky. You know, like I right. didn't think it really held together past that. Like I I didn't I don't know. It, it was okay. But I feel okay.
1: like the Marvel movies have, have really ruined how people view movies now because now sure. they compare things. So, for instance, with Everything Everywhere All at Once, there was, like, someone who, who was like, this movie isn't as good because, like, they should have had her, like, meeting her other selves and things like that. Like, they were comparing it to um, mm-hmm. the Dr. Spider... Strange. Yeah, Doctor Strange and the Spider-Man movies. And it's like, no, yeah. it doesn't have... Just because it's, like, a multiverse movie, you don't need to have, like, it, it right. be similar to that. Like, it... It it's exploring it in another way for, like, its own themes. Like, you don't need yeah. to think about it, like, how it compares. To like I mean, that's, like, movies.
0: the worst kind of criticism. <laughs> yeah. It's like, if you like that, just watch that. But what's <laughs> like, interesting,
2: though, is Everything Everywhere All at Once is technically, like, a mid-budget movie. And yeah, one of the sure. things I find so incredible about it is that they did all the effects themselves, like, yeah. on a final cut or some shit. Like, they, like, on their computer. You know, like, it's right. all... It's very much an indie movie. It just doesn't feel like that because it's it's so big in scope. Mm-hmm. Um and then, you know, two Leslie But that's like
0: the outlier, right? I'm not I'm not wrong in thinking that, that I don't know. That, that, I think that...
2: they're out I think the thing about it is it with the way the landscape is, it makes it harder for mid level movies, but it also makes it easier because more people can make them. And the technology is as such that, you know, we all can get a camera and a crew and, you know, like in a way be guerrilla about things so much easier than you could in the 80s or the 90s. Certainly any time before then was like, you know,
1: yeah, because film was expensive. Yeah.
2: So I do. And like to Leslie is a mid level, you know, like low budget indie movie. But it's also like it's interesting. But is it? reinventing the wheel no and it's sort of i I think the filmmakers are also at a point where there there's a challenge to say something new and to do
0: something fresh and Mm. um it's hard no one's really i I think you touched on answer i think you touched on something though because like i i don't think to Leslie is even mid-budget. It's like super indie, right? It's like super low budget,
2: wasn't it? I mean, I don't know what the budget was. But yes, you're probably right that it's, it's and, you know, very much a, a, low, a low budget.
0: Yeah, and I think that's been the thing is that, like, for a while now, you had these, like, behemoths. Why did I say that word like that? Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> You had these behemoths, um, you know, like the Marvel movies or Top Gun or whatever, and some of them are great and some of them are like whatever. But then you had small movies that could do relatively well compared to their budget, but like, you know, not a lot of people were seeing them still because they didn't get the same foothold. I think like something like Everything Everywhere All at Once is something of an outlier and it being, like you said, kind of a mid-budget movie that... Whether it was just of the the circumstances of when it came out and what else was or wasn't out at the time. Like there was room for it to find an audience and kind of keep going by word of mouth. Which in a way that like I don't think we see that often anymore. I hope it, I hope it catches on and that we see more of that. But like I don't know. Do you think we will? I don't know. I think that's the
2: filmmaker challenge. I think you need to create something that's right. worth talking about. And it's just hard now. And it's, it's, it'll only get harder because film is what talkies are. We're approaching a hundred years old of talk. We're not even a hundred years old yet of talking sync sound movies. So it makes sense that, like, at a certain point, you hit like a critical mass of, of content and art where, you know, the, we don't have, jumping to technicolor we don't have jumping to di- cgi we don't have going from f- we're already filmed to digital like what's the next revolution what's the next thing that right. makes movies interesting and exciting to the point where people are talking about them and they're not just filler that is not an audience responsibility that's a right that's the film ma- that we you know True. the, the yeah. creators have to have to figure that one out. And they do have to do it in a way that's ballsy and isn't just profit motive based, which is obviously oh the sort of sh- clash that's, I think, occurring to a certain degree.
0: Right. I think you're right to a degree. I do think that like if, if there's something that is good enough, it can break through. But that doesn't mean it will break through. And I do think a lot of the responsibility um goes with you could call them filmmakers too i guess but like the studios and the money side of things they have not been as willing to put money into those mid-budget movies for years and i'm hoping that that will change maybe if they if they recognize that, like oh everything everywhere all at once look at how much money that made versus the budget it was made on like this is profitable we don't have to have every movie be like a billion dollar franchise movie uh, to like to, that's not the way it used to be but then Disney comes along and eats everything up and other companies are chasing them sort of like Warner Brothers to some degree I think they just want everything to be a grand slam knock it out of the park fucking like you know movie that everybody in the world sees and their their entire business model is hinged on maximalist um, audience saturation yeah. and it's just like it's not sustainable like it's it's so stupid and short-sighted um, where it used to be like those movies would help them pay for the smaller movies and I hope that they just kind of get back to that mindset at some yeah. point but I don't know if they will kind of watching what's happening I with like you HBO gotta have, where they're like
2: it's a combination it's the film you know like yeah. you, the film people and the money people have to work together to yeah. ha- And have and, to have that same goal of, right. like, let's create something that's really meaningful. That's like the whole Robert Evans kind of, you know, yeah.
0: night Yeah, that would be great if if that was happening. Mm-hmm. I just, I, I think that right now, like, looking at what's happening with Warner Brothers and, like, the, you know, they have been in a state in recent months or last year or two of where they're like, it's more prof- profitable for us to bury a movie we already made because we can write it off mm-hmm. then t- yeah it's just so fucking like demented yeah you know so anyway yeah that's what a like, note to end on yeah, yeah, like with <laughs>
1: hbo max they took off all of those shows and like they don't yeah. even exist on dvd so it's like what's you what did they so take off on. they took off like a bunch of shows like i think one of them was like the was mink like a creative mink's like oh wow i spent like 15 years like thinking of this um, series and like we like so many yeah. people worked hard on this and you're just going to take it off and it's not and they didn't even tell anywhere. people
0: like creators woke up one day and were told like yeah that's fucked up you couldn't find it on a platform anymore that like that happened in several cases yeah. that I, I saw reports of I couldn't tell you what they were now but
2: yeah and that's why I think and it's it's I've pathetic. I've I've been saying this
0: <laughs> for
2: years that we need Blu-rays. we need a independent film movement of today they sure. they did it in the 80s they did it in the 90s and it kind of fell off and it wasn't it. you know the, the indies blended with the studio system to the point mm-hmm. where now the studio system completely overshadows anything that you could argue is independent and I think that it would be good if we could get a, a, a nice new indie movement where people own their shit and you know you can't just have right. somebody take it away from you like that.
1: Yeah, because it's like yeah. you're not even going to put it on DVD. That's the whole thing. Like yeah. people didn't even buy DVDs or Blu-rays, whatever, anymore. And it's like, well, then it just doesn't exist anywhere. And So right. people yeah. like worked on this and it, it just like disappeared.
0: But you need like yeah, – It's on a hard drive somewhere that no one can get
2: to. You need like an indie united artist. You know, you need like that sort of <laughs> – You need a lot of people to come together and, and, and work yeah. – for but right now it's very individualistic. Uh,
0: well, I don't There's There's a couple of like small studios, if you want to even call right. them that, that like I think are are along the lines of what you're talking sure. about, but I'd be interested. What like you A24, think of, like a to- A24, mm-hmm. Annapurna to some degree, maybe. Sure. Um, neon, neon, yeah, yeah, but but yeah, it just. I think it's hit or miss for them. Like, I think they try to get stuff out there for people to see, but sometimes there's a marketplace that snatches it up. And other times it's like, okay, I guess this is going to Hulu instead of the theaters. Yeah. I don't think it's, I I, I
2: guess I kind of feel like the, the theatrical versus streaming thing is the wrong battle to fight Mm. because Mm. streaming is going to exist. It, it, it is, it's how it is, but, Top Gun Maverick is one example of showing that if you do things a certain way, people will go to the movies, but you have to like do it that way, (laughs) you know, (laughs) and 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 I've heard Sean Penn say that recently where he was like, I wish some of the filmmakers would be more sort of active in withholding the movies and sort of demanding theatrical release and right ma- you know and that that's what i mean by like people coming together and being like this is what we're you want our movie this is how we're going to do it and you need the spielbergs and the scorseses and all these people to like and the james camerons and all these people to come together and make that uh that stand take that
0: stand right um, and work together yeah I'm- Yeah, I think like James Cameron is an interesting one to mention. I think him or Spielberg are two like old school at this point directors who they probably have enough sway to be like, you want my next movie to come out? You got to also produce like five independent films or or mid-level films that need a theatrical release and need your support. Like if I could could see that working if they would do it, but I don't know that they would.
2: You would think that Cameron
0: could produce him his those movies himself yeah at this well he spends all his money on submarines or whatever (laughs) (laughs) right right but anyway um any quick final thoughts after we've spoken for over two hours go to the movies they're out there
1: yeah what i liked about the podcast was that i went to see a lot of movies that i wouldn't have seen or like i've I've heard about like you would recommend movies that you would have to go to like film forum or something like that, you know, like right. really mm-hmm. obscure movies, um, yeah. which I appreciate. Cause now like I just go to AMC and like whatever's right. there. <laughs>
2: yeah. My my yeah, goal is I mean, to go to the theater once a week this year and probably yeah. frequent okay. film forum more than the AMC.
0: Yeah. I, my problem is I now live in Tallahassee, Florida. And right now there's nothing here <laughs> like that. So it's like, right. it's like big chain theater or streaming there. There is like a Tallahassee film society, here that has a small independent theater that has been closed for renovation since we moved here. And I'm hoping it will reopen soon. Mm. So yeah, you we'll see. Have we'll see how that goes.
1: One spot where it like plays, you know, independent. Yeah. I had that scene. in Austin. So yeah. that's a thing I miss from there.
0: But um, yeah. Anyway, well, I really enjoyed this yeah. and I hope that yeah. we will do I, more of this in the future.
1: <laughs> I feel like I missed this. I feel like uh, I was like in this bubble where, you know i was like with film yeah. students and like people just like who love films and now i'm like more with like casual watchers so when i talk about right, movies right. they're like what's that yeah 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 they're ass
0: so,
1: <laughs> <laughs> so no, just kidding yeah. uh i yeah, so i miss i miss this you know being in the bubble of uh people who really love film
0: yeah same yep so l- let's rebuild the bubble yeah. all right <laughs> <laughs> all right all right. Well, thank you. Thank all. you. Thank you. Thank you for listening to Stereoactive Presents, and thank you to our guests Jacqueline Solar and Charles Henshaw. The music in this podcast is composed by Hansdale Sue. My name is Jeremiah McVeigh. If you like what you hear in this show, please rate and review it in Good Pods, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or anywhere else that allows that. Doing so helps us to expand our audience and is much appreciated. And please follow us wherever you happen to listen to podcasts. Every little bit helps and it is truly appreciated. You can also get in touch with us at StereoactiveMedia at gmail.com. And you can find more information about this show and everything else that Stereoactive Media is involved with at StereoactiveMedia.com. This podcast is produced by Stereoactive Media.